Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Purple Ponderings with Pankaj. And today on our show we have Aviad Pinkowski from Hippo who's got some very interesting updates earlier this morning they announced the acquisition of Shelter. So I uh, being in this space uh, I'm very very uh, pleasantly surprised and also very excited by by that uh, announcement. So we'll talk about about that with Aviad but Aviad uh, just in case we have viewers who have been who have not heard of Hippo uh, and and don't have may not may not have heard of you just a little bit of your background a little bit of your background with uh, before Hippo and with Hippo awesome yeah thank you for first of all thank you Pankaj for having me uh, it's great to be on insurance nerd uh, again uh, definitely a pleasure. Yeah, uh, so for the viewers uh, that are not very familiar with Hippo, let me give like the high-level description. Uh, Hippo is reimagining and reinventing home insurance. Uh, we believe that home insurance should not just be about reacting to a disaster once it happens, but it should also leverage technology and services in order to prevent as many claims as possible. Uh, in addition to that, we also put a lot of effort into streamlining the, the process of getting home insurance by prefilling the onboarding experience with tons of data that we source from different uh, places. Customers can essentially get a quote uh, within 60 seconds, including on their mobile phone, and complete the purchase within just a few minutes. Uh, they can... Uh, they can complete the purchase on their phone, on their laptop, or if they want to have uh, a human interaction, they can also call or chat with our licensed uh, insurance agents team, which can uh, provide them with the service, with the personal service uh, that is needed. Uh, Hippo is currently writing business in 20 states. Uh, we are uh, currently, um, we have offices in um, California, in Texas, uh, which is in Dallas and Austin. Uh, we've been around uh, selling policies for two and a half years, starting in April 2017 in one state. Now we are in 20 states. Uh, we were fortunate enough to gain a lot of momentum and customer traction, uh, which led to uh, fundraising that resulted in an amount of $209 million to date. So we are now working very hard uh, to make sure that we are able to expand uh, nationally uh, to become a substantial uh, big player in the home insurance industry in the U.S. Uh, a bit about me. So I'm the chief product officer at Hippo. Uh, I joined Hippo uh, very early on, right after the seed round, as the first non-founder employee, leading the product for the company. Uh, been with the company since that, uh, and um, it's been a great, amazing ride, uh, turning this thing from a concept into a fast-growing uh, insurance startup that was able to gain so much momentum and make a difference in so many people's life. Uh, I don't come from the insurance industry. Uh, I'm a newcomer for that. Uh, although you could argue that spending three and a half or, or almost four years at Hippo uh, is equivalent in dog years to almost 30 years of experience <laughs> because of the pace. Uh, but seriously, though, I'm not coming from the insurance industry. Uh, in the past, before joining Hippo, I was doing product management at LinkedIn. Uh, prior to that, I did my MBA at Stanford at the business school, graduate school of business at Stanford. And prior to that, I served about 10 years in the Israeli military, military intelligence. So quite different background, not a typical insurance background. Yeah, I would say so, but that's a very interesting and very varied background. 
uh, that you have, Abiyad. Uh, my first question uh, to you is that um, Hippo's grown really fast. If I look at your own story in terms of you started three to four years ago to where you've become, it's one of the, what do you think has been the drivers uh, leading to your success? So from the very early days, we had the mission to build a customer-centric company. And I'm saying a company because it's much more than the online experience. We wanted to buy, to build a holistic uh, customer-centric experience that would be presence also within our online experience, but also when people call us or when they have any question, and of course, when they have a claim. So that was the mindset that we had, uh, you know, set out uh, with to build the company. And this has been kind of our North Star that guided us in all the decisions that we made. And people responded well to that. Uh, the fact that we are able to provide quote and bind a policy so quickly and so easily. Uh, the fact that we worked really hard to modernize the underlying home insurance to make sure that it covers what people expect to be covered in 2019, such as home office equipment, service lines, um, equipment breakdown for HVAC and other systems in your home. We really worked hard to make sure that people get the coverage that they expect from their uh, insurance company. And then we also made sure that the quality of the service that we offer customers who call us, whether it's about a billing question or uh, want to have a say, to, to complete a sale, or of course, when, once they have a claim, we made sure that this would be like a top-notch experience. Uh, and we did it in how we build and trained um, the call center and our and our staff, uh, I would say that you know we are extremely proud of many things that we were that we accomplished. But I think the, the 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 metric that I personally is most excited about and most proud is is our NPS, the Net Promoter Score. Um, the standard in the industry is about thirty one. Uh, we were able to gain very quickly an NPS that is around seventy five. Um, and again, this is just because we were very, very focused on creating the best customer experience from any perspective. Got it, got it. That's, that's super helpful to know. So let's come down to now uh, the uh, announcement this morning of acquiring uh, Shelter. And uh, the brief reading that I had, it was a you know, pilot that you did. You found some insights from that pilot, and you com felt compelled enough to buy them as opposed to invest with them or be a, you know, sort of a commercial partner. So what led you to that decision and what was driving that? So, so let me start by taking a step back. Uh, from the very early days of Hippo, we knew that services will play a big role in creating the vi in pursuing the vision that we decided to pursue, which is how to modernize the home insurance experience and how to make it a preventive, proactive experience for the customer, not just reactive. Uh, and in our mind, there are three layers to that vision, to making this vision a reality. The first component is the insurance piece which is where we started from. So I mentioned how we modernized the insurance policy and now we made the process of buying insurance much more easy, uh, much more easily done and, and so on. This is, of course, a never-ending effort that, and we're always finding new ways to improve uh, and, uh, and to make this experience even better. Second piece uh, was the IoT. We knew that it could play a big role in the customer experience and in reducing potential losses for customers. And this is also a strategy that came to life uh, as well. The third component is exactly the service layer, which is how we can provide preventive services to customers in order for them to take better care of their homes on an ongoing basis 
prevent losses and catch issues that could become serious issues early on. So in the past two years, we actually ran a series of experiments, partnerships, um, and different trials to see what would resonate best with customers and what would be the market reaction to that. Uh, Shelter has been one of the partners that we worked with during this time, and we were very positively uh, impressed with the amount of impact that they were able to gain, and from the quality and the consistency of the experience that they were able to deliver to the customers. Um, since this is something that is core to our strategy, uh, we made a decision to acquire them because we believe that having them as part of the HIPPO team would allow us to expand, scale, uh, and scale this partnership. Now no, no longer a partnership, now it's part of the HIPPO offering, but basically to scale this service and to offer it to all of HIPPO's current and future customers. Uh, we believe that this is the path that uh, insurance should take in providing additional value to customers, not just responding to claims after they happened or dealing with customers when they need to pay. Those are the, essentially the only two points in the policy, in the policy life cycle that existing insurance companies are interacting with the customer. We think it's not enough. We think that people, customers expect more and can benefit much more. Just to indicate how valuable it is, Two interesting data points. One is the very positive reaction and customer satisfaction score that we got from customers during the pilot phase with Shelter. And the second one is that in over 50%, over 50 of the issues that we found had the potential to become a substantial claim unless they were handled uh, first, which indicates that there is a lot of value to create those, the service that uh, allows you to detect leaky pipes early on, uh, change the batteries in your smoke detectors, uh, make sure that your HVAC filter is, is, is fresh and clean, and cleaning drains, uh, and so on and so on. Got it. Got it. Um, you know, you mentioned the two-step strategy, right? IoT step one and now services step two. Uh, I want to go back a little bit to the first one and ask you a little bit about uh, in the rollout for the IoT strategy, right, for the prevention, even the customer uh, uh, engagement uh, angle, what were the barriers, what was the challenges, if any, that you, you know, faced? Yeah. Uh, no, that's a good question. You know, we started to think about it back in the early days of EPO, circa 2016. Back then, uh, when you talk to people about IoT devices, the initial reaction was devices like Nest, which, are, which is an amazing uh, device. I have one at my home as well. But it's a bit more expensive. It requires professional installation. Um, it, it's a bit more of, um, you know, it's, a, it's a more of a demanding uh, customer experience. So one challenge was that we had to partner um, with... Um, more nimble players that offer a DIY kind of offering that are very easy to install and also, you know, affordable so they can be uh, delivered and distributed at scale to customers. So this is one thing. So right now we are partnering with Notion, which is exactly that. Um, it's, a, it's a kit made of uh, a hub and multiple uh, sensors that serve multiple purposes. Uh, very easy to install, takes a few minutes. All you need is a Wi-Fi, 
and a smartphone, which is very, you know, it's not a, it's not a barrier. Uh, so that was one thing that we had to, to address. Uh, second thing was that, you know, we had to obtain regulatory approval to embed this offering into our insurance policy, and obviously that takes time, uh, but we are very uh, proud and happy with this achievement, which allows us to provide our customers with additional uh, discount once the device is activated and we are able to read um, that the device was activated. We don't get any data about what is going on in customers' home, homes. By the way, this is something that is very important to clarify. We just get the signal that the device is active so we can grant um, the discount. And the third one, you know, we thought that there might be considerations around privacy. So we made sure to address it in a very upfront, transparent manner on our website and throughout the different communication points with our customers. And yeah, for some people, you know, there is a consideration uh, along those lines. But, you know, uh, our activation rates for those kits is north of 70%, which is something that we are very happy with. So it is an indication that at the end of the day, the vast majority of customers feel comfortable uh, with uh, getting this kind of service that allows them at the end of the day to take better care of their home and also benefit from a, an additional discount on their homeowner policy. Got it, got it. No, that's, that's, that's a great answer. Question for you is, based on that strategy, right, uh, in adoption, you, you've got your percentages high. What's the next phase of that strategy? What, what's coming, what's more coming more? I know you guys are very, uh, um, you know, protective about not sharing a lot, but high-level insights, Let's, uh, <laughs> let's say that I would ask you to stay tuned. Uh, we are constantly working on making sure that the offering that we provide to our customers is best of breed and provide the best service and the best um, coverage and value for our customers. Uh, we are very, very happy with what we achieved to date with the existing partnership that we have, and we are always looking for additional ways to provide more substance uh, and more value to our customers along those lines. And I think, you know, this industry, the IoT device industry and the connected home, is it's still very early days for this industry. I think the potential is huge, uh, and uh, we believe that there is a huge amount of value uh, to be created and to be delivered to customers by doubling down on this uh, down this path. So stay, stay tuned. I think that uh, you will find some interesting updates from us uh, throughout 2020, which I'm sure going to be a very exciting news. Very Fantastic. Exciting year. Sorry, very exciting year. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. So you know, one question just related to that is that because you mentioned that there is still an amazing amount of opportunity on the in the market, right? Just for the industry as whole. And, but I have, I have noticed that um, the time it takes for adoption for the industry is still in insurances is a lot. What do you think from your view are the reasons for it? And what is the one, you know, if you had wished to make, like if I could change the one thing which will help us all, what do you think is that one barrier that you would like to be removed. It's actually very difficult to sum it to one barrier. I think it's a complicated situation. Uh, I think some of it, at least up until recently, was a regulatory barrier. Uh, and, you know, it's a, it's a process. It takes time. Uh, but that's one thing. I would also say that um, from our experience and from our observation, 
uh, it takes time for the insurance companies to run and to implement those changes. It's also much more complicated when you have a huge existing book of business. I think for us as a newcomer, it was much easier to launch this program to begin with, with a clean slate, almost a, a clean slate, since we started to implement this program very early on and to scale the business with it. I think it's a bit of a different game. It's more complicated technically, logistically, operationally to introduce it once you already have a huge existing book of business. Uh, and I'm sure that also it's something that plays a role uh, you know, in, uh, in the decision-making process uh, within large uh, companies. Got it. I would say that what you just described are probably, from, from one lens, competitive advantages because you're a startup, you can take faster decisions, you have a clean slate, so you can really, uh, you know, sort of rewrite or write your, uh, you know. Yeah, there are advantages of being a, a new entrant into the into a market. Yeah, usually it, uh, people think it's a disadvantage uh, being small, but you'd be surprised how much value you can create by just being nimble, focused, and not being constrained by... Um, too many, if any, legacy considerations. Got it, got it. Uh, but I've got to tell you, Aviat, that I, uh, you know, you talk about uh, competitive disadvantages being small, and uh, one of the things in the industry that I've sort of, you know, observed is a lot of the carriers, incumbent carriers, right, large or midsize or whatever, uh, still have not moved as much as we would have hoped, right? So at least the people on the other side of the table with the technology, uh, I'm sure if there were some device manufacturers here, yeah, I wish there were more and more demand for it. Uh, what do you think is the reason for for that? I mean, what's your perspective on, on that whole thing? Uh, you know, I don't feel comfortable commenting on their behalf. I'm sure that they have their own reasons. Um, usually, to be completely honest, what we are very busy on a day-to-day -day basis is not looking at the competition, but focusing on how we can deliver more value to our customers and look for the best opportunities within the IoT space, within the services uh, space, like was demonstrated with the acquisition offer that, uh, the acquisition uh, completion that was announced today, and of course, with improving the under insurance policy and the online experience. At the end of the day, we have a vision to make insurance a reactive service. Sorry, turn insurance from a reactive service into a proactive service uh, that could help customers to prevent claims and to mitigate uh, issues that arise while they, you know, and to make the homeownership uh, much better experience. And this is our focus area that we are very busy with on a day-to-day -day basis. Fantastic. All right, we'll now get into a little bit of uh, a different uh, space in terms of just uh, wanted to ask you, Aviad, you're you know, constantly probably traveling, very busy with your work, but if you have to, if you have some time uh, to do something, uh, you know, what are the things that you like to read or are there people that you follow? A uh, little bit about where you uh, get up to speed. Not, not a lot of time left in the day, to be honest, you're right. It's a very uh, demanding uh, you know, job, um, being part of a 
fast-paced startup, and I also have a family, so that also takes uh, you know a lot of my time. One thing I get, uh, I try to make on a regular basis is to be involved in my kids' life and to take them to school in the morning and to put them to bed uh, at night when I'm when I'm not traveling to do homework with them and to try and spend as much time as possible over the weekend. Uh, so this is one thing that is a big priority for me in my life. Uh, other things that I'm doing on a regular basis is making sure that at any given time there is a book that I'm reading. I'm trying to find a, a mixture of leisure and uh, business-related. Right now I'm reading a book about product management, so it's on the business side. Uh, the one after it is actually supposed to be like a fictional book. Uh, so I try to find uh, this balance. Um, but at this point in time, this is pretty much uh, what takes my time. Uh, there is also, of course, I almost forgot, but I also try to cook as much as possible, mostly barbecuing over the weekends. Just something that I enjoy doing. Got it. That sounds that sounds great. By any chance, you happen to know the name of that book? If it's any good, would like the leaders readers to know. Yeah. So the name of the book is Inspire. Uh, I forgot the name of the author, but you can easily find it. And it's a book that explains, I think, in a very uh, accessible, um, straightforward way, the concept of product management. Also for people that are not very familiar with the concept of product management uh, in tech organization, but also provides a different additional layer about what are some best practices that are being used by uh, fast-moving, uh, agile, and efficient teams. Uh, so uh, it's pretty comprehensive, uh, not a short one, um, but, uh, yeah, recommended. Got it, got it. And, and sort of the one last topic on this, sub, uh, one last question on the subject. If you were listening to, uh, and you mentioned that you are you know, listening to our podcasts and, and webinars, etc., is there any one person that you would like to hear from uh, and get it on the show Someone comes to your mind that, hey, Pankaj, go interview this person. I'd like to know what they think about this. I need to think about it, but uh, I would love, going back to your question, I think it would be very interesting to understand incumbents' uh, perspective on the shift on the shift that's occurring with customer expectations. Uh, obviously, this is what we are dealing with, and this is the focus area for us. I think it would be great to understand how it's being perceived by incumbents and decision makers over there. We have our own theories and hypotheses. You know, at the end of the day, we are mostly busy with executing against our objectives and goals. But yeah, it should be very interesting to get this perspective as well. Any carriers you want to name that I should try? And... I won't call them out. All right. Okay. <laughs> Understood. Understood. Uh, well, that was very helpful. Uh, Aviad, uh, I think we captured a lot of uh, thoughts from you on this topic. Um, I'll let you say some final words for our listeners, and then we can uh, wrap up. No, listen, thanks for having me. Uh, I have to say that the last almost four years have been a crazy ride. Uh, it's been such a great pleasure, uh, and I think the most gratifying moments that I've had during my time at Hippo was launching the product that we built to market and starting to get customer testimonial, customer feedback uh, to really understand what is the demand in the market for what we are aiming to deliver that is both heartwarming and also very uh, satisfying on a professional level. Um, and it's been a you know it's been a great ride, and I just can't wait uh, to deliver all the great stuff that we have in our pipeline next year and beyond. Excellent, thank you, thank you, Aviad. Uh, thank you for your time today, and 
I think our uh, listeners have finally heard from the man who's uh, built the product that Hippo has, uh, you know, uh, grown on. And so we're looking forward to many more uh, new services and features that you're going to launch. Uh, with that, uh, we're going to wrap up. Thank you very much once again. And uh, all the best uh, for future success. Thank you. Thanks, Vice